0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Yeah. I think coach Bellamy's repping about 27 of them out there right now. It seems like a long line of them. (laughs) There's a bunch of them,
0: but they're doing good. They're all looking real well. And uh, now take that for what it's worth. We haven't banged anybody. We haven't tackled or, or any thud or anything, but boy, they look, they
1: look good in their shorts and their, in their jerseys. their helmets, you know, uh, they're all going the right direction. Uh, really like the leadership that, that Mike's providing with those guys, and uh, so far, so good. Been very pleased with them. Welcome into the Oleana Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Oleana Enquirer publisher, here with you. That cold open, you heard Illinois offensive coordinator Rod Smith last month talking about his running back group. From the outside looking in, Illinois could look like it has a hole at running back. It loses two-time All-Big Ten running back Reggie Corbin, a top-12 rusher all-time at the University of Illinois, just passed up Red range last season. And Dre Brown also moving on. He could have had another year of eligibility, but decides to move on after a very, very good senior season after so many uh, surgeries. And Illinois also will lose Rayvon Bonner, who opted out of the season due to COVID-19 concerns. So the top three rushers from Illinois are moving on. And in my Steel Magazine college football preview, which is probably the best in the business, he ranks Illinois 12th among running backs uh, positions in the Big Ten of 14 teams. And that is tied for last with Purdue and Maryland. So, understandably so, Illinois has a lot of running back um, depth to replace, a lot of production to replace. But I think Illinois still feels really good about its running back room. There are unknowns about this running back room. Chase Brown, a transfer, comes in. And Phil Steele lists him as the starter here. And Phil talked with Lovey Smith before the season about this, so I think that's for a reason. Illinois is high on Chase Brown. Mike Epstein has been a very productive back when he has been healthy. But, of course, Mike Epstein has only played 13 games over three seasons due to two foot injuries and a torn ACL Last year. And only also has two three year uh, running backs coming back. Jaquari Norwood, who's got a lot of speed uh, out of Florida, and Kenyon Sims, a little bit of a bigger back who's got a little bit of wiggle to him. Uh, he is uh, on the depth chart as well. And then they add a, a top 500 prospect they really like in Reggie Love, and who Rod Smith uh, really praised early for his feel for the game. And maybe he can be a guy who can make an impact right away. He's got a little bit of the Reggie Corbin uh, agility, but also a little bit of size to him as well. Uh, Nick Fadonzo, another guy that's got the, the measurables to be a Big Ten running back as well. So this is a very interesting group. I think it's a group Illinois feels good about its depth, but it remains unproven at this level. So this is going to be one of the more interesting groups to watch because Illinois' running game, while pretty decent last year, took a big step back. Part of that is due to uh, a less mobile quarterback, right? Brandon Peters did not run nearly as much as A.J. Bush, which makes it more difficult on the running backs. Also, Illinois' passing game, though improved with Brandon Peters, still was not a huge threat uh, due to the injuries and lack of playmakers they had at wide receiver. But if The passing game improves, which a lot of people expect. Uh, This running game could find a lot more holes. This offensive line should be pretty good with four starters returning, all uh, who have the possibility to be NFL players. This running game could maybe be a little bit better than people think, Uh, and I think Illinois feels a lot better about that. So just like we have in the last couple uh, podcasts, we've been previewing each position with a former I joining us, a person who can be a better expert than us. If you haven't listened, go back at the Quarterback Podcast with Riley O'Toole. Great breakdown of what Brandon Peters has brought, uh, Matt Robinson, Isaiah Williams as well, and uh, great stuff with Mike Dudek as well, who knows a lot of these guys uh, about the wide receiver position and why that group could be much improved as well. But Rod Smith loves to run the ball. That's why Lovey Smith brought him in here was his rushing success at West Virginia with Steve Slayton and Pat White uh, at Arizona with guys like Khalil Tate and J.J. Taylor. Uh, That's why they brought him in here and uh, they got to get back to that. We saw a huge leap in the rushing attack from last in the Big Ten in 2017 before Rod Smith got here to second behind only Wisconsin in his second year. Last year, Illinois dipped to ninth. We'll see what they can do in the rushing game here. But I caught up with somebody who knows this running back room very, very well because he was just in it. Dre Brown, former Illini, gives us his scouting report on Mike Epstein, Chase Brown, Kenyon Sims, Jakari Norwood, Nick Fadonzo, and even his thoughts early on Reggie Love based on what he's seen uh, through the highlight tape as well. So coming up next, great running back breakdown of an unproven, kind of unknown, but intriguing group of running backs. Dre Brown joins us next on the Alana Inquirer podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Welcome back into the Illini Enquirer podcast. A man, I've really enjoyed catching up with uh, a lot of former Illini that I really enjoyed covering. And, and this guy's career uh, ended on a great high note. I think everyone was really happy to see it end that way. Uh, it's Dre Brown, uh, former Illini running back. Dre, good morning. How are you, man?
0: Good morning. Doing good. It's a pretty nice morning uh, here in Champaign. So, yeah, um, can't, can't complain too much.
1: I kind of mentioned it there. You ended your career on a really good note. uh, And before all the craziness of the world that's happening right now, um, I know Lovey would have welcomed you back. So now that we're a little separated from that, how do you feel about how you kind of ended your college career, how you put a bow on it?
0: Yeah. I mean, wins and losses wasn't um, like, I guess those last three games kind of ending and ending, it wasn't ideal, but just kind of the whole season getting to go to a bowl game, and being able to play all thirteen games was um, probably, you know, one of the better times of my life. I'm just being a senior lead leader and um my class, you know, fifth year seniors have been through a lot, three different head coaches, you know, a bunch of position coaches. It was awesome just to kind of will will ourselves. You know, we we started the season off two and four, the first six and we finished um four and or was it four? Yeah, four and two. So um, yeah it was just one of those things where you know I'll never forget uh, the season we had and um, yeah it's just cool that we're you know my class will we'll kind of go down history um, like as you know, one of the better fighting Illini teams
1: and what's it mean to you I know people probably ask you about these runs all the time but you know to have those kind of runs against Wisconsin and Michigan State what it mean for you to have those kind of indelible memories on Illini fans
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's good. Uh, you know, It's good, like, conversation. Um, you know, the part of it is just trying to will my team to win. Uh, You know, so it's kind of whatever it takes. And, yeah, those two plays, you know, they called my name, and I just had to be ready just like everybody else. So, yeah, I mean, it's really cool to kind of talk about Wisconsin and Michigan State. And it, it's, it's awesome that it's getting more special as time goes on. Hmm. You know, when we beat Wisconsin, it was like, all right, you know, this is cool, 48 – 24-hour rule. Um, it probably was more like a 72-hour rule because we were <laughs> celebrating that like for half the week. But then it was like, all right, we got to beat Purdue. Otherwise, you know, Wisconsin meant nothing. And the same thing for Michigan State. It was like, all right, you know, we, we got to do a bowl game, but now how many more wins can we get? Mm-hmm.
1: Dre I asked this to, to Mike Dudek the other day. Um, what is it like in that year to transition out of football? That is that has been your life. That every day you wake up, there's something you got to do for football, and you you're working and grinding so hard to get there. What's that like to transition out of?
0: Oh, yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely not easy, um, just in terms of just basic, you know, life things. Like, some of, the, some of the times I'm eating, I'm like, man, why am I eating so much? Like, it's not like I have a practice or, you know, a, a game or workout to prepare for. So, you know, it's kind of like things like that. Um, and then usually, you know, you have a strength coach the whole year, so you basically have a um, I don't know if in like the kind of civilian world, like a fitness coach, whatnot, you know, 365 days a year. And uh, yeah, you just show up, you get a good workout in, you know, you get a six pack and all that good <laughs> stuff comes with it. And so now it's like, all right, I have to go to the gym. No, well, I have to have motivation to get at the gym because nobody's really making me. Right. Um, And then, two, you know, like eating wise, it's like, well, I don't really have to, you know, I don't have to play uh you know michigan state this saturday so i can kind of maybe have a pizza on a thursday or friday <laughs> so yeah i mean it's definitely been strange um you know i'm working at uh BC bank downtown and it's like an eight to five so and usually as a student athlete you'll practice two three hours you know maybe you'll sit around for 30 minutes then go to class so it's kind of choppy where you know eight to five you're kind of just working all day i um, trying to you know, check things off your list and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but it's also been fun. I also have a lot more free time where I can, you know, I've kind of been diving a little bit into like real estate investing and I'm doing some sports training in Monticello, helping some youth athletes get faster, uh, more agile. So that's also nice that I get to, you know, use what I learned in athletics and kind of put it in the real world. And, you know, I think about football probably almost every day, just kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember – you know, when I did this and this is how it translates now. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting transition, but I'm, you know, I'm liking it more and more as I keep doing it.
1: Well, Dre, do you want the opportunity pub, uh, the training you're doing? Do you, do you have anything coming up and how can people find you?
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'm training in Monticello, Illinois. Uh, it's called pregame sports complex. It's right next to the, uh, the middle school in Monticello. And yeah, kind of, kind of more on the, uh, where is it at probably more east side i think um think like kind of towards the i guess i'm not sure if that's east or west but anyway um yeah so we're doing training you can sign up just at face go look at facebook Free Game sports complex i'm doing a six week i'm currently doing a six week academy right now where you know third through fifth sixth through eighth nine through twelve will come we split them up so i think third through fifth is like 5 30 to 6 30 um six or eighth is six thirty to seven thirty, and you know go, goes on and on until till the night ends so uh yeah but i mean it's a cool opportunity i'm using a lot of what i learned you know just being under you know different strength coaches and whatnot so it's really i'm giving kids like a almost like college workouts yeah. you know obviously they're not as intense but kind of the structure is like all right if you go to college like this is kind of what it looks like so um, it's fun you know third fifth grade we we have more fun you know we're kind of doing I'm kind of mixing it up a little bit, doing more games that, you know, have them running full speed and whatnot and making cuts. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fun little time. I, I forgot how you know competitive the third through fifth grade boys and girls were. You know, we we're doing some relay races. I might have made a bad call. You know, they were fired up. So <laughs> it kind of takes you back a little bit. We yeah, I've haven't been, I've been enjoying that.
1: Does that keep you attached to the game, Dre? And is, is, is coaching something you like to do at, at any level? Um, I imagine you love the game so much that that might be of interest.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I just like being around, you know, younger athletes that if I can even just share one or two things that I wish I would have known at that age. Growing right. up you know, nobody, nobody really went Division One, especially in football um, Nobody really kind of. I kind of had to learn on my way to own. You know how do how do I get scholarship offers? You know what camps I need to go to. So, I'm um, in a smaller scale, kind of like Monticello, Champagne. Um, I feel like I can coachable. You know, that's like probably one of the most important things in college. You know, if if, you, if your coach likes you, um, you're more likely to play than the coach doesn't like you, no matter how talented you are. So. Just little things like that, kind of throwing those nuggets and, you know, hopefully just kind of by being around those kids, it helps them out even just a little bit, Would yeah. you know, would make my world
1: That's awesome. Uh, Dre Brown, well, let's dive into this. I'm glad you could uh, give us some expertise on on this running back room because um, Illinois will not return its top three rushers from last year. That includes you, Reggie Corbin, and Ravon Bonner opting out as well. Uh, From the outside people, Dre, they they think that could be maybe a concern. Uh, But before we get into what they have, what will be toughest to replace with you, Reggie, and Ravon not in that room?
0: Yeah, probably the biggest thing is going to be experience, um, just because we've been around for a while. Um, you know, we, we. I think everybody should know the offense by now, um, besides like the the freshmen and maybe um, you know the younger guys. But you know, the third year guys, everybody should know the offense because you know Rod's been around for a little bit. Um, but yeah, really, just the experience, because you know you can watch film and you can see it, but there's a difference. You know, kind of being in the fan, uh, you know, playing those those you know those late game moments, you know, where Reggie, you know, Reggie wasn't known like for his blocking ability, but you know he made a crucial block, um, you know, against Wisconsin for Bebe to you know mm-hmm. score a touchdown. I think it was like the the touchdown before the field goal or something like that. And uh, you know, just kind of little things like that. Um, there's little stuff that comes up the game where part of it's just like you've been there before and that like, you can do it. And those, those are big plays because, you know, it could be third down, the blitz could be coming. And, uh, yeah, you know, like we can find a way to pick it up. Just maybe the line doesn't block it perfectly, but you can find a way just because you know if they don't have this guy, they got this guy. But, yeah, probably just experience. Um, and then a shortened season, uh, you know, usually as a running back, it takes – I mean, kind of it's, – it's different for every program. But, you know, Illinois, we didn't tackle a lot. Mm-hmm. So probably training camp we might tackle like one time. Um, especially the starters, the back, like the, the second, the third stringers, they'll tackle more because they need more development and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if you're like, you know, first or second string, like Reggie and I, even Ray Vaughn, really weren't getting tackled too much. So those first three games, you're kind of feeling it out. So we're, we're probably, I probably was my, I probably had my, I didn't have like a really a solid game until I want to say Nebraska. I think I had a pretty good game there. But yeah, those first three non-conference games are good for running backs to kind of get tuned up you're adjusting to taking some hits because sometimes you can develop some bad habits in practice in terms of kind of bracing um just because you're trying to protect yourself and obviously you don't want to get you know it'd be unrealistic to get get tackled every day at practice so you know it's kind of like thud where they kind of wrap you up but it's not the same as you know somebody diving for your legs stiff arming somebody running through contact um falling forward and whatnot so yeah those two things experience and then just the shortened season that's the only part I'm I'm worried about, I know they're talented, you know, they, they have a lot of talent in there, um, but it's going to kind of come down to those, how, how fast can they kind of get up to speed? Yeah. Because, you know, there's a huge difference between playing Wisconsin the first game of the year versus, uh, you know, like Bowling Green State or whoever right. they're supposed to play.
1: Well, Dre, you've been in that running back room. You said they're they're talented. What do you think uh, of, of that room? How, how talented is it uh, with you guys now out of it?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, uh, it's a, it's an interesting group. They all, none of them are really the same, which is kind of nice. Um, you know, starting with, we'll start with Mike because he's been there the longest. Uh, yeah. Mike's a, uh, you know, he's a slasher. He's gonna, he's gonna do everything the right. Um, he's gonna probably do everything right. You know, for the, for the, for the most part, like he's not, he's not going to be the guy that you come in on Sunday after the game. He's going to have like 10 MEs. You know, Mike's very focused. He's very disciplined. And uh, I think he can step up and kind of be a leader. He's the oldest in there, so he should be kind of leading that crew. And then uh, Chikari and Kenyon, they came in together. Um, and by now, they, kind of that last spring ball, I think, really would propelled them. And um, they would I think they would have uh, uh, really been ready for the season. I'm not sure how they'll do now just with limited you know, reps and practice. But uh, those two those guys are intriguing just because they've been around. They know the offense. They know, like, they really know what to do, what holes to look for. So they probably have a, like, more natural feel because we run a lot of inside zone. We run a lot of outside zone. They've been coached up. And they, they've learned kind of from Reggie and I's mistakes as well. So, yeah, Jakari, I feel like Jakari's more of a fit for the offense just because he's kind of a more, you know, slim, com- compact back. He can, he can get through – sometimes in a zone running game, there's, like, some smaller holes you got to kind of sneak through. So I think he can get th- through those pretty quick. And then Kenyon – um, he's got some he's got a little bit more wiggle uh, to him than I'd probably even say myself. Hmm. And uh, I think he can be a nice like change change of pace. Um, if, if he can you know get the pass game down in terms of running routes, I think he can be pretty effective there. That's kind of his um, I don't know, just there's a lot of potential in his game. And then on to uh, Chase Brown. Chase is I'd probably say pretty similar to me before I was um, before I, you know, had all the knee injuries. He kinda of reminded me of a younger version of myself just in terms of the way he moves. He's pretty fast. Um, He's he's fast, but he's also strong. You know, he Mm -hmm. has strong legs. And, yeah, for him, it'll just be kind of getting up to the speed because he played a little bit last year on special teams, and I think he can still do that this year. But it'll be more of a, uh, you know, how fast can you, you know, pick up the playbook because he didn't have spring either, and he was just kind of thrown into the football team, you know, and during training camp. So, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty excited for that room. Then you got Nick Fidanzo. Um He's young. Don't know. He, he, I mean, he may surprise. He's he's definitely athletic enough to play um, in the Big Ten. Um, but yeah, kind of seeing him more of like a special teams role, and uh, just because with the short and you know short and no spring and whatnot. I think he could be a stud on special teams, all four phases. And then uh, Connor LaLigue, um He's he's a walk. He's a walk on running back, and he's actually. He's actually pretty similar to Mike. Like, he's probably not going to mess up a whole lot. Um, but, yeah, I kind of look for him to be a special teams guy. And then Reggie Love, I, I don't really know. I've met him a couple times, but he'll probably he'll probably be in the mix. Just, you know, running back's not the hardest position to learn. You just yeah. got to kind of get the feel of it, you know, because, you know, Wisconsin's going to be bringing blitzes and stuff. So that'll only be the hard part. But I definitely think at least he can run on first down, second down. So hopefully they'll kind of get him – in the mix there, but uh, yeah, pretty exciting room. I don't think I got about everybody.
1: <laughs> you did. That was um, a that was a great breakdown, man. I barely have to ask oh, questions. Yeah, I, I, I know all those guys. <laughs> you know, I,
0: I know all their game. I know how they, you know, how they think. So, uh, yeah, it's a good group. And Coach Bellamy, um, you know, it's it's also his what second year in the offense. So you know, coaches they they pick it up pretty quickly. But now he kind of, he's seen it. You know, he's seen all the game film and. I'm excited for him to kind of coach those guys up because last year, you know, <laughs> he coached Reggie and I, but we, we knew a lot of it already. So it was kind of yeah. the more of the, the little things where it's like, all right, you got to take this step here. You'll be more efficient than if you did that. So, uh, yeah, he'll have he'll have a be in his cut, you know, this year just because it's a younger room.
1: Dre, you mentioned uh, I just got a few follow-ups. Mike Epstein, he's been he's been good on the field whenever he's been healthy, uh, right? And, and I thought last year during training camp he he looked really really good. Um, what is the hardest part of coming back uh, from injury, and and what do you think he is capable of if he can stay on the field?
0: Yeah, the hardest part of coming back is like I was I was never truly satisfied until the season ended because <laughs> it's you never like you really don't know if you're gonna get hurt you know it's not like I go into the game thinking like all right I'm gonna try not to get hurt you know I'm gonna play hard and you know, it happens but kind of getting over that hump to where you know you play every game you don't even miss one game you're doing every practice you don't need to be you know held out of anything and I think he's he said he's been a uh, Kind of practicing every day with the team so that's like that's a good start right away like the fact that you don't have to take days off and whatnot and you if you can handle the stress of practice you know you should be good for the game um but yeah that's probably the hardest part is just you know you just want to prove to everybody and you, you really want to prove to yourself like, hey, you know i can get through a season you know my body's strong enough i just had you know a couple couple uh slip ups and whatnot but uh yeah uh, once once he kind of gets in the groove of the season um you know he, he'll get more confident you know i was pretty confident going into big ten play last year that, all right like i've been through these three games my body's gonna hold up you know it's not gonna be perfect i'm still gonna have the aches and pains but i'll be ready um kind of once the you know the, that middle section of the season you should he should be you know I'll probably be the best he'll he'll be kind of in that section then your body kind of gets worn down you know the last three games but yeah, that that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a mind game, but if he's strong enough;
1: he can do it. You mentioned Chase reminds you of yourself, and last year I did a film piece based on Chase's film at Western Michigan, and I said in many ways Chase Brown reminds me of current Illini running back Dre Brown due to his compelling mix of burst and strength. So I'm glad you think that as well. Um, what what is you know because Jakari and Kenyon have been here. But I'm pretty high on Chase Brown. Um, what what is the transition uh, you think going to be like for him to to try and be up there with Mike as possibly the top two backs on this team?
0: Yeah, I mean his big thing is just going to be the the mental game. Um, just trying to understand, you know, what defenses are trying to do to to stop us, and you know where the blitzes are coming from. Um kind of what, which holes you can hit, which holes can you kind of, in a sense, gamble where, you know, you might have to bounce it outside or you might just make a blind cut and just, you know, cut back. So a lot of it um, will be that. And then the speed of the game, uh, just, you know, no offense to, to Western Michigan, but the Big Ten's a little bit faster and, where, you know, you got these huge defensive linemen um, that are big and fast. And so a hole can look good. And then they'll close right away and you're like, dang it, I should have cut back. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's just going to be mental and just getting game reps. Um, you know, I think he might have a issue that I had, you know, being having that burst is good, but it also can hurt you where, you know, you're just flying into a hole. And, <laughs> you know, when I first started playing, you know, for Illinois, I remember my first, like first few games, I was just trying to hit the hole as hard as I can. I probably looked like a more of a, you know, a high school wing tee back was just trying to, you know, just because you're so excited and you, you kind of need to slow yourself down a little bit because you're you're almost going too fast. So he'll he'll be uh he'll be all right just because I you know I trust the the coaching staff will get him up to speed. Um, you know that's their job. But yeah, it's just gonna take for him because um, you want you want to have confidence when you're playing too. You don't want to be like unsure. Um, but yeah, I I believe that he can. You know. Definitely rise to the the top of the depth chart. Um, as long as you know he's in the playbook. Uh, yeah, I, I feel obviously feel a lot better if he had a spring ball. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you can make a lot of mistakes in spring ball, and then you correct those mistakes, and you know during training camp, then by the season you should be good. So, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. Yeah, Chase is he's exciting. Uh, I like to see him. You know, get get some touches in those first couple games. Yeah
1: uh last one for you and appreciate the time man uh last year defenses definitely seemed to load up against your run game you didn't have a quarterback that that ran as much right um as aj did the year before so the rushing total went down a little bit what do you think an improved passing game with more depth more talent at a wide receiver at tight end what do you think that can do for for the run game especially behind this offensive line
0: oh yeah that's the best um you know running backs we look at look at the safeties a lot just cuz they kind of – will tell you what they're doing so anytime you have two safeties up there you know you're feeling pretty good about um you know like you're getting more yards in a sense well a lot of times you kind of saw one high um they're kind of loading the box a little bit which is fine cuz you know last year we ran the ball so much they felt like that's all they had to do mm-hmm. and then Brandon he probably really didn't get comfortable in the passing game towards kind of the end of the year just cuz you know he came in the summer You know, it probably takes, like, a full year, I feel like, to kind of get that timing with your receivers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Brandon can keep them honest. Um, And Rod's, like, really, really good play caller. Um, That's what I kind of learned over the last few years. Like, he's always thinking almost two, three plays in advance. And uh, I think we'll keep defenses honest a lot um, this year just in terms of, you know, we have Bebe. We have, you know, a tight end that, you know, sometimes you kind of knew if we were running in – running or passing based off who was in the game personnel. But now I feel like, you know, DJ and Luke and Daniel, they can do both. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, it'll, it's it's going to be good to have a balanced offense versus, you know, just passing or just running. Um, I think that might have hurt us a little bit last year, especially, you know, going into like, – like I think we played pretty well against Iowa because we kind of kept them honest, you know. Mm-hmm. We were throwing and running the ball. Um, but, yeah, it's going to – I'm pretty excited, just, you know, I don't know, I really don't know anything about the the new receivers or transfers, but uh, yeah, it's always good to have, you know, talented guys that can make plays, uh, especially in the Big Ten, where it's not, it's not very corner dominant compared to maybe like another conference, so.
1: Dre, I thought of one more for you. Um, this this offense, Rod Smith. Uh, what what's the key for running backs, or or how is it different than what you ran with Bill Cubit, or um, just what, what's the key uh, for running backs to be successful?
0: Yeah, one you have to be uh, super, and you got to be in good shape. Just because you know he likes to go up tempo. Mm-hmm. He likes to run a lot of plays, so that's like the number one. If you if you can do that, um, you know you'll have a lot of fun in this offense because the defense just wears down over time. And even we'll, we'll run some you know tempo plays where we just go really fast, and you can you know you can get 12 yards and stuff off that. Um, another thing is uh, you just got to be uh, football smart. You know you don't have to be like the most intelligent. You know math, science, you know, but you got to understand football and understand you know what defenses are trying to do. To stop. You, you got to understand the fronts and whatnot. Um, so a lot of it's just uh mental because you know there's a A gap, there's a B gap, there's a C gap. You know, there's all those gaps we're trying to hit. Um, all those holes we're trying to hit, and uh, anybody can kind of just pick a hole, and maybe get lucky. But to kind of know where the ball's probably gonna go versus facing a, a front, um, that's super important. Um, because you know when you're recruiting running backs, they're all gonna be you know big, fast, strong. Um, quick, you know, like a Division One level, it doesn't you know, really matter who you have in there as long as he's, you know, a talented guy who has, you know, other five, power five offers. Um, that's kind of nice about running back. You can kind of find a lot of them. Yeah, it's really, I mean, I've learned it's just kind of the, the mental part. Well, you'll have a great seat. Like, you know, a lot of it last year for me, I probably wasn't the most talented, you know, running back, especially, you know, having five knee surgeries, but I was out there and I could perform just because, Kind of my mentality and how i approach things um but yeah to be successful in this office you just got to be really disciplined and the offensive line is going to block for some yards but you also have to get your own yards in terms of you know making the safety miss breaking a tackle so that's uh that's probably the most important part is you know understanding the game being disciplined being in shape and yeah i mean i just have see some of those guys you know going over I mean, you saw Reggie Corbin. You know, that's that's what he did his, his junior year. was before, you know, last this last year we split carries a little bit more. But, you know, he was just disciplined. He knew where the ball was going. And, you know, those those big runs can happen at any play. That's what's really nice about this offense is that, you know, you get hat on a hat, um, you know, those holes will, you know, get, get bigger. And, and I'm excited for Brandon. I think he's going to, you know, he started pulling the ball late more. Yeah. that really helped the run game in terms of just holes getting a little bit bigger. You know, with, with A.J., the holes were – Huge just because you know he could pull it. Um, they kind of shrunk a little bit with with Brandon there just because he wasn't as a threat of a run of a runner, but I think he started doing it more towards the season. And he could get you know, if it's a third and two, he can pull it and get five yards. And that, that's that's just enough to keep the defensive honest to where like, all right, you know, if we really do bite down, he might get us for five, seven yards. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, I'm really high on the the offense this year just because everybody really knows what they're doing the offensive line even you know some of the backup everybody knows what they're doing there's not really a whole lot of excuses um you know we'll get the young transfers coach stuff and yeah i mean the goal you know the goal is 30 points over 30 points a game and i could see them realistically doing that most of the games. so
1: well Dre brown fantastic insight man uh really really appreciate it and uh, good to catch up with you and uh best of luck to you and Lindsay. hope to catch up with you soon again
0: Oh, yeah, appreciate that, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm missing you on the radio, man. I turn on, you know, 93.5 in the morning on my way to work and I'm or at work, and I'm just like, oh, man, it's not the same. So um, it's good good to have you on the, the podcast. Well, so, well appreciate that somebody misses me.
1: Yeah, somebody, I'm, I appreciate somebody misses me, Dre, so I appreciate that, man. Uh, oh, th- yeah. Thanks, Dre. All
0: right, we'll see you. All right. Bye-bye.
1: Great stuff with Dre Brown. Uh, I'm just just so happy, and I think a lot of Illini fans were, of how his career ended, right? Uh, The fact that he was able to make such a big impact. Uh, such a likable person, uh, but some of those plays. It's just toughness and perseverance personified uh, was Dre Brown. So great breakdown uh, of the running backs who Illini fans are going to get to know a little bit about. I think there are three different running backs who could end up leading this team in rushing, to be honest with you. Uh, I think Mike Epstein, if he stays healthy, is a really good Big Ten running back. Uh, In 12, 13 games, I think 13 games now, he's had 800 rushing yards. So that's a guy that's capable of putting up huge numbers. Uh, I think Chase Brown, everyone knows I'm I'm high on him. Uh, He's going to have, obviously... A transition this year, but he's got the talent. He's got the talent to do so. I also think Jakari Norwood is one that that we should watch because he's had moments at camp. He had the big run at UConn where you can just see that speed. Uh, So I expect, you know, Rod Smith to play. Three, four backs, and Kenyon Sims and Reggie Love could get in that mix. Maybe Nick Fadonzo at some point if there's injuries. And you just hope Mike Epstein can stay healthy because if they do, I think you feel pretty dang good about what this running back room can accomplish with an improved passing attack and with that offensive line in front of them. All right, hope you enjoyed this. I know I enjoyed the conversation with Dre Brown. We'll continue these position previews as we go along and get some expert opinions on all of this. I hope you're enjoying that. Also, if you missed... Uh, I don't know how you'd miss it because it seems like most of you are, are on it based on our analytics, but uh, two new crystal ball picks for a big Illinois hoops target, Brian Snow and Derek Piper both explained that on the site. It is a VIP piece, uh, but you do have a chance. 60% off VIP annual membership right now, just through the end of this week. So if you want to join in, uh, join in now. It's a $60 savings, less than 12 cents a day. You can get VIP access to all of the contents at Illini Inquirer. Thanks for listening to the Alana Enquirer Podcast. If you don't already, subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We appreciate when you do that. We appreciate you listening. Have a great day, everybody. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time, right here on the Alana Enquirer podcast. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.